Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Throughout August, we've been sharing free episodes from our Patreon exclusive shows to give you a glimpse of what we offer on patreon.com slash kindoffunny during our August Patreon pledge drive. To sweeten the deal, we've just released the first episode to everybody of 20 Minutes of Tears, an eight-episode Let's Play series with Greg Miller and Brian Altano diving into Tears of the Kingdom. If you enjoy it, all eight episodes are out right now on patreon.com slash kindoffunny for all members at the $10 tier or above. Thank you for supporting the wild adventure that is kind of funny. If you haven't joined in yet, kindly consider doing so before the month concludes. Thank you all so much. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 28th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. How are you doing, Greg? I'm excellent, Tim. Yes. But more importantly... How are you? You aren't sunburned. Oh, I'm sunburned. Are right? you not like you I, normally are? I think it's just kind of become a new okay. era of Tim that I'm just I'm always like, sunburned. Remember, okay, okay. Like always sunburned. But it was that thing where you were so red that one time where you were yeah. peeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the worst I've ever had in my life in Texas, right? But yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's, it's bad. Is it bad? Yeah, it's like really bad. Uh, like, see, that's a line again. Like you got the lines. Yeah. I got lines now because Ben's got me outside all the time. But it's, it's like, that's not a burnt. I this know. looks like color. This I know. Look, oh, see, and that looks like color. That doesn't look red. It's hard to tell. But uh, Let trust me. Let me press your neck. Because if, if it does the thing where it, oh yeah, I can see my fingerprint. That's yeah. bad. That's I mean, like, I can even that's just bad. see it on my face there. It's like, there's like a glean <laughs> But it's it the all. color. I mean, look, I'll take it. I feel like utter shit. Okay. I am so itchy everywhere, Greg. Okay, fair enough, fair it's enough. It's not good, Sorry, not good at all, but it was all Why are it. you sunburned, Tim Geddes? Pokemon Go Fest. Pokemon Go Fest. 23 happened this weekend. Uh, it's been going on. But Go Fest is essentially the 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 Super Bowl of Pokemon Go, uh, where once a year, there's the, the big event that Niantic puts on. Um, it used to be, started in, in 2016, um, be in one location everyone would have to go to. It's a ticketed event. Um, sure, yeah, I remember this. You'd, you'd go to be this, this crazy thing. It never works out well. There's always like major problems of it, just of networks being down and everyone complaining and it not working and being an utter disaster. Uh -huh. They've only kind of fixed that. Oh, over great. The years. Okay, great. Uh, sounds like this year went off pretty well, uh, actually, but it sounds like last year in Vegas was a disaster. Um, but, anyways, every year they do somewhere different. Uh, at, I want to say during the pandemic, they opened it up where GoFest, uh, there's multiple GoFests a year. So it's more in the, the last couple of weeks, there was um, uh, one in New York, one in Japan. Um, I think one in London might be wrong about that, but definitely Japan and um, New York. And then this weekend, Saturday and Sunday were GoFest Global, Dude, which uh, meant that at, all around the world, you get to participate in many of the events, not all of them, but many of the events that people in the in-person uh, uh, events got to, to, to do. Um, and it was pretty damn cool, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Me and Goldfarb went down to uh, Pier Andrew 39. Goldfarb. Andrew Goldfarb. IGN alum. Mm -hmm. We went on our nice little date. 
Uh, San Francisco. I love the little fanny pack you got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that battery packs? What do you got in there? Yeah, of course. You need, you need the battery pack. I know you do. I've Pokemon been there. Go. Uh, yeah, me and Goldfork talked a lot about your, you and Jen's adventures yeah. uh, over the last couple of years uh, playing the game. Um, but yeah, we spent now all eyes are on Monster Hunter now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> ah, September. Let's go. Can't wait. But, uh, but we spent about eight hours together and it was spectacular. Honestly, yeah. like it was unlike anything I have ever done. It was such a, a reminder, not that I needed one this year of why video games are cool, why they were just so damn special. The amount of moments that we had, it felt like 2016 all over again in terms of Pokemon Go, sure. but yeah, like yeah. in a way that I never even got to do. Like yeah. I never did the Go Fest. I yep. never uh, got to be part of the whole community side of it. There were thousands of people. Like we're lucky that we're in San Francisco and it is one of the major hubs for Pokemon Go. I just and I just to stop you, I can only imagine what this is like because community days when Jen and I would go to Golden Gate Park, it would be insane the amount of people out there playing. Yes, yes, and I do all the community days, um, and I go to Golden Gate Park, and it's crazy, but. There were literally thousands of people uh, along the Pier 39 and like Fisherman's Wharf and walking to the Mercadero. I probably walked like 30 miles Holy over the last shit. two days. Like it was wild, man. I, I went all the way from Chase Center to the Ghirardelli Square and back both days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. That's a long, 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 long walk. A lot of sun. Um, but it was so worth it in the game. I got so much shit. Level 38 now. Let's wow. go. Getting so close to that 40. Get to, then you can wear get, your jacket. That's wear my jacket. Um, but the most special thing about it was the amount of people that were there, all for the same reason. It was set up that every hour from 10 to 6 p.m., the, the biome would change and what Pokemon responding would change and the okay. challenges would kind of update. And after the first four hours... If you're a Monster hours, Hunter Now fan, of course, that's going to be happening on the daily for us, but don't worry about it. Of course, of course. Uh, after the first four hours, it would like flip and then you could repeat to like go back yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, but it was just cool. Cause it kind of kept, there was like a, a ticking clock of like trying to get everything done, trying to find all the ones you tried to get uh, during that, that hour. And it was super easy to do. It was like more just like actually being a part and just around everyone doing it to, to accomplish it. But what was so awesome is that Goldfarb and I both like, we were just planning to hang out and like, see just see what chill. this was just chill or whatever. Even he was like, I, you know, I've done this a million times. I don't know that I have it in me to go the whole day. Like, I, I, I'm going to check it out. I want to get some of the, the special stuff, but then otherwise I, I might leave after a couple hours. Obviously that didn't happen. Yeah, of course we not. stayed the entire time, but pretty early on, we realized how close we both are to pretty giant milestones. Uh, mine being completing the uh, first 151. Yeah. Uh, so the original Canto decks and um, his being getting the uh, Sigilyph, I think it's called, which is a Egypt exclusive Pokemon. Okay. You can only get it by going to Egypt and and capturing it there. Sure. But you can trade with people. Last right? week, uh, yes, you could trade. But you can only trade in person. That's a, a, gotcha. another big deal. Gotcha. So last weekend, this Pokemon Go Fest event in New York had spawns mm -hmm. of the Egypt one, but only the one when you went to, to New York for the, the weekend to do it. Like that's part of the, the goal of like getting everyone there. And um, we realized like, oh, there's probably somebody here that, Went to Egypt. That went, went, to that went to New York, right? <laughs> so maybe like halfway through the day, um, after me and him, you know, exhausted every single possible thing we could you, talk you about. You day drinking while you're doing this, by the way? Just lightly. Okay. Just lightly, yeah. Um, I think we had like a, a beer uh, throughout it and then uh, one on the way back. Sure. But um, what was so awesome is there was a moment where I was uh, talking to him. I was like, hey, next group of people we see, we just got to ask them. Hey, like the chances of them going to New York, 
slim but possible yeah, yeah like let's just ask because there were these giant groups like 20 people just crowded sure. you could tell if they're all holding their phone with a charger cable going to their backpack they're playing pokemon go yeah right? of course yeah and so we're like next group of people let's stop them and and see if they have it as i was saying that i see him look over at this couple just two random people and i was like why would you talk to them that makes like yeah that the chances are so slim they were wearing a New York exclusive shirt. Ooh, and it was like, dream. Oh, shit. And he was like, hey, do you have the uh, the the sig sigil if I think it's called? Yeah. Uh, and she was like, oh, I do, I do. Do you, do you want to trade it? And he was like, yeah, do, do you have anything specific you want? She's like, nah, I got everything. Like, it's cool. And she traded it to him. And it uh, he now has every single Pokemon. Wow. Like, all of them. He caught them all. Uh, he caught them all. He's he did Pokemaster. the thing. Now he has uh, to throw his phone in the ocean. Exactly. It's all over. It's done. No, they're going to add more. Always. Of course. But uh, at least now he's caught up. And it was like, it was just such a fun special moment. And then, like, two blocks later, um, I, I had been getting a couple of the ones I needed. I had about five left. Yeah. And then there was one. I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get this thing. It's not spawning today. Like, it was a fucking jinx. And um, then this random dude was walking by. And Goldfarb looks at him and goes, Hey, excuse me, this is so random, but were you in the background of a Mystic 7 video? Mystic 7's this Pokemon Go YouTuber influencer. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 I traded him the, and Goldfarb's like, oh, yeah, you traded the this thing for the Mystic. I'm like, God, we're all such fucking nerds. That's awesome. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah I am that guy. You're Andrew Goldfarb, right? That's awesome. What a close-knit community the Pokemon it's Go folks Awesome. Are. But the fact that there were thousands of people walking and, like, people knew each other and like not from oh like he had no idea who the fuck i was which yeah, is awesome, yeah, yeah you know uh but you know who did know who the fuck i was barrett if you could bring this up the 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 tweet just a second sorry sorry sorry, sorry my bad um walk in uh by square pie guys oh yeah just stop there and uh, down and in, in. i did we didn't eat there Lame. it was too hot for pizza man i couldn't never do too it. hot for wings and beer but starkzilla from the chat hey! Hey. Uh, I me and Goldfarb were like totally in conversation. So I like wasn't like looking and I, I heard Tim, Tim. And I was like, I look over and I saw the jacket. And I was like, holy shit, he's wearing the kind of funny bomber jacket. Like that means you're a Patreon supporter. Yeah. Like, holy shit. So got to hang out with him for a second. It was awesome. Uh, he just had his birthday. He was celebrated uh -huh. out here. So great. Wait, moment. so he wasn't even doing Pokemon stuff? Nope. Wow. No Pokemon stuff. Just, uh, cool. At least not that we didn't talk about that. Sure. Or we brought it up and he didn't say anything. So I don't think so. But um, anyways, it was a absolutely fantastic weekend. And I just... I love that we both achieved such crazy milestones for ourselves, yeah. but I love that it was through the community. I love that it was through just random people walking. Like there's something about that, that like really felt special. Hell yeah. Pokemon Go is super special, man. I'm glad it's still special to this day. Oh yeah, man. How was your weekend? It was good. You yeah. know, it, it was fine. Um, today's been rough. Uh Oh, you know, over the weekend, I hung out with Ben and Jen. That's great. Mm. They're great. I love them. You know what I mean? That's great stuff. But then today, uh, I opened Twitter and saw famed video game developer Rami Ismail, of course, formerly of Van Bleer, like Ridiculous Fishing, all that jazz, tweet, console wars are silly. And I quote tweeted it, and I agreed, they are silly. And that, you don't need to show it. Oh, no. I quote tweeted it, I quote tweeted it, <laughs> and said they are silly, oh. and that basically we should all really turn our attention to PC gamers. We, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo should all unify against the PC gamer. And I laid out my, I think, very reasonable uh, statements against PC gaming and what's going on there. And I thought, well, I've done my service for the day. Uh, I've said all that needs to be said. Uh, but then people started responding to it, and I wasn't really prepared for that. I didn't oh, really, yeah. I didn't really think they would respond. You yeah. know what I mean? PC gamers are usually so busy, yeah. you know, trying to fit Googling how to make it all work for them. I didn't uh -huh. expect them to get riled up. Uh, but one did. Uh, King Tuck MVP season. 
Oh, okay. And King Tuck said, but Greg, what if I want the luxury of gaming in my recliner with a controller, but I want something more powerful than a PS5 slash Xbox Series X? That's what my PC gives me. Uh, I'll be able to enjoy Starfield at 60 frames per second on my 3080. And I said, oh, okay, King Tuck MVP season. You decided you wanted to be the main character. Oh, fuck. I do little arts and crafts. All right. Oh, great. What I did is print King Tuck's tweet. All right. And now what I'm going to do, King Tuck, is cut it out. And why, you might ask, ladies and gentlemen, because apparently I, Greg Miller, king of the console gamers, need to keep teaching the unwashed PC gamer masses the same fucking lesson. Let me, let me, let me, get, the, let me get my Magic 8-Ball out. Magic 8-Ball. Is Starfield going to work on PC flawlessly? Not a fucking chance. And so what I'm going to do, King Tuck, is take your little tweet here, and I'm going to tape it to my laptop so I don't forget. All right? And then what's going to happen is Starfield's going to come out. Early access this Friday. We won't count that. Of course, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Our review goes up on Thursday. You're all aware of that. We start a marathon stream for as uh, long. We'll go as long as you want us to go kind of thing. That's not what I'm talking about. Next week, Starfield will be out for everybody. And so I will sit here. And I will drink my coffee. And don't get me wrong, King Tuck. I'll forget about you and your dirty little motherboard, your filthy little keyboard, all the fucking cheese it crumbs in there and the Mr. Pib cans around it. I won't think about that. I won't think about you at all because I never think about you. But what's going to happen is next week, Starfield will be released. And I'll be here hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily. And you know what headlines I'm going to fucking see? Starfield isn't working for some PC players. Starfield won't work on this graphics card. Starfield makes machines come alive and eat people. Because <laughs> that's what happens every fucking time, MVP season. Why do I need to keep teaching you this lesson? Why do I need to keep teaching you all this lesson? I'm happy to do it, ladies and gentlemen. When God blessed me. With the brain power to know that a console is better than a PC, he blessed me with the knowledge and need to share with the unwashed PC gaming masses that you all need to get the fucking rocks out of your head and buy a goddamn console. So we will see you next week, King Tuck. We'll see how it all pans out. However, today's just an average Monday. So let's talk about the Sea of Stars review roundup. Armored Core 6 performing incredibly and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Of course, while you're there, you can give us your squad up requests. Of course, your comments on the day's news, your questions about it, and so much more. Don't stop there, though. Go watch us record the show live. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Of course, go that extra mile. Use the epic creator code kind of funny when you're checking out in the epic game store or you're smart. When you're checking on your PlayStation Switch or Xbox when you're playing Fortnite, Rocket League, etc. 
Uh, of course. You went be- after their dirty motherboards. <laughs> <laughs> I have too much fun with it. I just have too much fun My with it. My favorite thing, Greg, is that like the tweet, it was one of the good ones. <laughs> like his tweet. It's like he's not. We've almost <laughs> we've almost weeded it out where everybody who when they see it's like, oh, this is we're doing performance art. Yeah. This is performance profes- art. This yes. is professional wrestling. If I engage, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm part of the show at this point. I, I love that right before this episode started, when I say right before, I mean the show was supposed to start at 10 a.m. and I think it was 10.01. Greg goes, oh, wait, I forgot. I need to do a bit. And then he runs off. He's like, don't worry. I'm just printing something. And me and Barrett are like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I love it. Remember, go the extra mile, though. <laughs> Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Keeps the mics and lights on. It helps us do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like all the shows I'm about to tell you about in housekeeping. Like you getting this show ad-free on Patreon. Like you getting the ability to watch and listen to it ad-free for everything else. Watch the podcast live as they record. Watch them later or listen to them later ad-free. Uh, go and get more than 300 episodes of exclusive content we've put up. And, of course, get cool merch. The time for the Trog shirt is running out. Mm-hmm. 48 hours. Remain. That's true. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, it's time for liftoff. Starfield is set to launch at the end of the week, and Kind of Funny will be your home for the ultimate marathon stream into this new Bethesda universe. Starting Thursday at 9 a.m., Mike and the crew will take to the stars with your support and stream for as long as you want it. Now, this is very special. I know this sounds like something we've done a million times. Yeah. It's not. No. This is him legitimately, as long as you want it, like, marathon stream like he can go 24 hours he can go into the night into the morning where will it stop nobody exactly knows they might know i don't know greg but the more important thing this is mike's first time playing starfield yeah first time mike, ever mike, mike is not do, participating in the review so he can start this clean he wants to just uh, experience this with you guys we have paris lily coming in for the review yep but Snowbike Mike, I love this. Like, yeah. like that big Xbox guy, big Twitch guy. He's like, I want to combine those loves and share that with everybody. Yeah. So it's going to be real special. I've committed that if Mike can get you guys, if Mike can go 24 hours, I'll pick up the next shift and I'll, I'll pick it up on Friday morning at 9 a.m. and take it to at least 7 a.m. when I have to go home for Benny or 7 p.m. when I have to go home for Benny. Hell yeah. Uh, there's a new episode of Kind of Feudy that went up over the weekend where Bless and the crew uh, ask you to name the best God of War characters to take on a road trip. That is, of course, free. Mm-hmm. Also free is a new Gregway up there. And I shouldn't say they're new. They're actually classics from the vault of patreon.com slash kindoffunny because we're doing, of course, the fundraising month here. Thank you to the hundreds of you that have come out to support us this month. It means so much to us. Uh, speaking of Patreon, uh, the first episode of Greg and Brian Altano's Let's Play of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is up right now. Uh, thanks to your support on Patreon. Of course, you funded uh, me and Brian doing a limited Let's Play run series, eight episodes. Uh, the deal is that right now you could go to youtube.com slash games, get the first episode of 20 Minutes of Tears, where we set a timer for 20 minutes, play and podcast, basically. You could go get that right now for free on youtube.com slash games. Of course, we hope you then come to patreon.com slash games, where all the episodes are posted. However, there's been I saw one comment of confusion don't worry, they're all going up on youtube.com slash games. It's just delayed gratification. You can wait right now and get all eight over the next eight weeks for free, or you could go to patreon.com slash games and watch them right, or kind of funny and get them right now. But I digress. Thank you to our Patreon producers who are watching all eight episodes right now. Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and Logan Delaney. The Delaney Brothers. Uh, today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Netflix's One Piece. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Let's start with the never-ending 
review season, ladies and gentlemen. Sea of Stars review roundup is up. It has a Metacritic of 90, an open critic of 90. Five, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Of course, this is uh, the folks who brought you The Messenger, right? This is Sabotage Studios from Quebec. Uh, Gabriel Moss at IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. Sea of Stars is an excellent tribute RPG that channels the best parts of its 90s era forebears like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, and even Star Ocean, the second story. Because of that, it is fair to say that its world, graphical style, and mechanics aren't wholly original. But there are enough interesting twists in its 30-hour story to make for a rich and enjoyable experience of its own merit. This isn't just nostalgia fodder. That said, its twitchy combat can be difficult to get a handle on, and once you do, it only stays interesting for so long before its limited customization options make it start to feel just a little repetitive. That's made up for by a strong soundtrack, an approachable and endearing story, and a wide number of fun zones and boss fights that make this a trip worth taking. Fun zone. Meanwhile, uh, Kyle H- Kyle. Hilliard over at Game Informer gave it a 9 out of 10, said, Sea of Stars is a stellar throwback that appeals to fans like me who love 16-bit RPGs, but it also functions as an excellent entry point. Annoyances that hindered early games that inspired Sea of Stars are nowhere to be seen. Simple actions like moving around the world feel great, the story picks up quickly, and farming experience is effectively unnecessary. It all leads to a smooth, consistently thrilling adventure with fun combat all in a gorgeous and inviting world. And then John Bales over at Games Radar gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars. It's a joy and a relief to realize that Sabotage hasn't merely mimicked classic 90s JRPG. Hasn't mimicked classic JRPG. Whatever. I think there's... Hasn't merely mimicked classic 90s JRPG. Is what should be, I would say. Uh, But committed to understanding uh, what makes them tick. Its nostalgia is neither gratuitous nor cynical, instead working disparate uh, references together with original ideas into a coherent whole. While it's a little disappointing to discover that there's, there's isn't great depth to the turn-based battles and other systems, the immense quality and detail in the pixel art, soundtrack, location design, characters, and plot assure, ensure that Sea of Stars remains a stunning achievement to the end. Oh my God, that is so awesome to hear. Yeah. From day one, this game looked absolutely incredible. To hear that it is as good as we all hoped it would be. Yeah. Great news. And also, shout out to Sabotage to make uh, The Messenger and then make this two uh, amazing games that are, are based on classic genres and styles, but go beyond just doing it again. Like it's 100%. kind of like doing it uh, in their own way with a, a more modern uh, view through it all. This looks freaking crazy. That, that trailer we just saw, every. Three seconds, something wowed me. I can't wait to play this. I don't know when. Yeah, that is even my problem with it. Uh, CSRs, we got review code for. I did start it. Then I moved over to Eternals and, or no, Immortals. And then I moved over to Starfield. Uh, so my time with CSRs, I would say, is at the five to six hour mark. I meant to turn it on and get into my PlayStation game clock before I came out. Uh, I feel like I'm resonating in, in line with Gabriel from IGN with the eight out of 10 and what he was describing uh, in terms of, combat story all the other stuff the main thing for me is that i don't have that lineage i was not a 90s jrpg kid so for me getting in i'm still where i feel the story is very straightforward where i'm enjoying the i the, for me the standout is the combat it is that active stuff it is mm. you know i'm gonna cast i'm gonna you know i'm gonna use i'm using the sun bearer powers i'm making this giant solar ball and it goes dink 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 and on the next one at the same right time hit it boom get an extra bit of thing when they come in to swing at me 
block at the right time. Bam. Uh, I do agree with some of the stuff we read here. Of like, it can be hard to figure out that timing. However, they have a whole bunch of, I don't think they call them, uh, they're augments basically, right? They can make the game harder, easier, whatever, mm. do things like that. One of the ones they do in there is that you can do it where when you do get it right, it'll make it very clear. It'll do a giant like mar uh, like star shoot off of you. I put that on so that I got the gist of it. And once I did that, I was fine with the system of it. Um, I've enjoyed what I played. My problem was, though, that I was like, okay, this is a very uh, sunny, uh, cheery JRPG. I do like the characters. I'm not enthralled by the story. And so when I put it down, I think I'm person. This is going to make 100% sense when you know who I am. I'm more inclined when I'm done with this run of reviews to probably pick up WrestleQuest and go back to that for my turn-based RPG rather than this. I've played a lot of this. I enjoy I have six hours of it of a 30-hour game. I enjoy what I've played, but not having that nostalgia, I don't really feel the need to come back. Very similar to The Messenger, where I didn't have that nostalgia for a Ninja Gaiden, right? So it wasn't like, oh man, this is right up my alley. It was something I played a little bit of. I was like, cool, I get it. I'm glad people are really into it. Yeah. Yeah. I... Man, I'm just blown away. It just looks so damn it, it, good, man. It, it's, uh, it, it is a very gorgeous thing for me, and you've heard it called that several times in these reviews. The soundtrack is oh, dope as fuck. Come on. Yeah. Barrett, you played it. Uh, how many hours did you put in? Uh, I was on a similar pathway with, uh, with you, Greg, where we got codes, and it was very exciting. And mm -hmm. then it was like, okay, now a bunch of other games are coming yeah. in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm even less than you, but okay. I'm even with, like, the – hour to maybe two hours that i put into i'm i'm really charmed by it and like tim very char charming is a great word for it yes and tim i think you and i we don't have the same exact lineage when it comes to jrbgs but we have similar uh similar lineages and i think you'll get a lot out of this game so yeah. tim i think you're you're really gonna dig it i can't wait to get back to it hopefully i'll have enough uh free time soon to to play it so and you know broken record timmy over here broken i can't wait timmy. to see what that looks like on the switch oled Sure. Oh, it's good. Sure, 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 it's sure. good. It's real good. Oh, yes. Number two in the rough report. Baldur's Gate 3 on Xbox Series S could get split screen after launch. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. The Xbox Series S version of the hit role-playing game Baldur's Gate 3 won't have split screen when it launches later this year, but that's not to say it won't receive the feature after launch. A message on the official Xbox Twitter account gave Series S players hope Quote, to answer some questions we're getting, we'll continue to work with developer Larian to explore the addition of a split screen on Series S post-launch, it said. Baldur's Gate 3 currently lacks a release date on Xbox, despite having already launched on PC, and it's coming to PlayStation 5 on September 6th. Larian wasn't able to get split screen working on the weaker Series S, and Microsoft's feature parity policy prevented the studio from releasing even on the more powerful Series X. Even no, I'm sorry, not even Microsoft engineers could get the game working as intended, but despite Xbox boss Phil Spencer insisting the feature parity policy remains in place, later Larian later announced that Baldur's Gate 3 will launch on Xbox this year without the split screen feature on Series S. The national nightmare of split screen co-op on the Xbox Series S continues. Yeah. Just when you think it's done. Just back when you think here it's done. Uh, this makes sense to me, of course. Hey, that we're going to still try. We're still going to go for this. Is it? I think it's a... It, I, I'm glad that Phil and Xbox found a compromise for this, or at least back down on it, of like, cool, just launch without it. it let's get going. Let's get you where you are. It is that you know push and pull of what the Series S and X can do. Obviously, XCast talked about this. The industry's talked about it. Where are you at with this story? Today? Yeah, Bless and I, I think, had a really great conversation about it last week on Games Daily. But uh, I, I think the most interesting part is the wiggle room of words of what counts as a feature 
because I do think it's really weird to to count ray tracing and um, split screen co-op equally as features in games. Yeah. Uh, where Phil was saying that, hey, you know, um, Microsoft has done this. There isn't parity between Series S and X when it comes to features like ray tracing. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, then what what are you talking about overall? Like at a certain point, it's kind of just like you're making rules that if you can bend them any which way, why are there rules at all? Um, and I do think that at a certain point, there's going to have to be a cutoff point. Um, and it's, we're just seeing the realities of it now of when there are multiple SKUs out there that have different power levels that games are going to be limited in how they're created. And that's what's happening here is if uh, they want this game to be able to come out on Xbox, it needs to be able to play on both. And that, it's almost like multiple SKUs make it really hard to do things. I mean, that, don't make me tap the sign, everybody. <laughs> don't make me tap the fucking sign, King Season. <laughs> but I mean, that you know, like all jokes aside on that, but going down that that path, it's like that is the difference in the past between console gaming and PC gaming. It just works. That has been true for quite a while now, and I sure. feel like it's only going to continue to be less and less true. And that's just because console gaming has matured. PC gaming has. Uh, gotten a lot cleaner and simpler and more mainstream as well in in terms of like uh like gamers are on pc in a different way now than they used to be whereas before it was you're either this or that whereas now it's like there's a ton of people that play games all the same most of the same games you play but on pc and, and that's their their main way of playing um games and it doesn't feel like oh they're computer games where like before if that was the case you're playing starcraft you're playing counter-strike you're playing Age different games than uh the the console gamers but now it's like no you're you're playing jedi survivor um so and you're playing jedi survivor better worse than the console version who the fuck knows depends on the day yeah it depends on the depends what update they pushed so yeah i don't know all this stuff like it's so unfortunate to like i am rooting for all of the big dogs to be doing well in gaming i feel like that's the best case scenario for everybody and it sucks to see xbox continue to just get else left and right and for them to miss baldur's gate 3 when playstation's getting it it's an l no matter what way you slice it and that sucks they have starfield like that's coming and it's gonna be on game pass and that's all great but um because of their decisions here they're getting it later and they're getting a lot of negative press from all this so it's it's just unfortunate Sure. Yeah, it's another one, you know, again, uh, when they launched the S and X, right, they, Phil was very outspoken that this wouldn't be an issue. So for it to be an issue on, in arguably one of the biggest games of the year, right, you look at this concurrent Steam count, right, that's not a great look. And again, to your point, of just, we line up the dominoes, put out the games, let them speak for themselves, but Xbox is having trouble getting that out. And so maybe Starfield will be the first baton in the relay race they were talking about. Yeah, and you know, I... As much as people don't want to hear this, the fact is people say things and then those things change over time. 100%. And so just because one of the, the boss guys says, oh, man, we don't believe in generations. We do believe in generations. We this, we that. That will change throughout time depending Inevitably. on what the needs are. And like that's not even a shady thing necessarily. It's just things change and how games are developed, how uh, games sell, the types of games people are looking for, all that stuff changes the um narrative of what the foundation originally was compared to what it needs to be now um so it'll be interesting to see how the xbox side of things evolves uh over the next couple years and if this becomes a ongoing problem or if this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back that um stops this from being an issue and then going forward they're 
there's a lot more leniency towards, hey, the game's coming out on both, but this version has this, that version has that. Like, PC has worked for many years. Of course. Uh, Tim, are you ready for the next story here at KFDD? I am. That's kind of funny. Dinsdale Daily. Uh, Ryan Dinsdale at IGN has the third story on the Rope Report as well. Armored Core 6 gets off to a flying start on Steam. Quote, thanks to Elden Ring. From Software's Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon is off to a flying start on Steam, with publisher Bandai Namco saying it's quote-unquote thanks to Elden Ring. As reported by PC Games N, the epic mech-battling game from the Dark Souls developer top Steam's best-selling games chart over the weekend, and while it now sits at fifth place, its launch day performance knocked the critically acclaimed Baldur's Gate 3 from its throne. Fires of Rubicon arrives as the first Armored Core game in 11 years, but more crucially, as the first after From Software released the likes of Elden Ring, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Bandai Namco had higher expectations for this game as a result. Quote, This is an opportunity for us to truly widen the audience of the Armored Core games, Bandai Namco Europe CEO Arnold Mueller told gamesindustry.biz my ambitions are not on par with elden ring but our ambitions are way bigger than previous armored core games thanks to elden ring from software has become a seal a guarantee of quality and therefore people will see that the metacritic of this game is great that it's challenging but very rewarding and say i want to try that game end quote hell yes you freaking love to see it first off this game looks rad as hell hell yeah i love how different it is from the souls games we've given so many flowers to from over the years for what they have done and elden ring being the crowning achievement of all of that uh but for them to come out and they did it they made armored core 6 a great game yeah right like that's i think so damn it the, the, the cricket speaks fires of rubicon fucking rips it's not just the name uh five out of five here at ign uh, <laughs> but, KFDD got me. Yeah, yeah, it got you. Uh, but I mean, honestly, like this is, I think, such an important moment for the industry to look at a developer that has earned the hell out of all the praise they're getting, but yeah. to then do something different that's not even different, it's the same. Like this is where they started, but to reinvent that and modernize it for the new audience that they have. Um, I I have heard nothing but good things about. I Armored can't wait Force to 6. play it when I'm on the other side of Starfield. From from people that um, that never played an Armored Core though, that got in from the, the sure. Souls games, and they're like, this is a, a major departure, but they also love it. I just think that that's really, really, really cool to see, and there's not too many uh, developers out there that have been able to accomplish that and to maintain it so uh, with such a pitch-perfect trajectory so far. Ladies and gentlemen, kind of funny it's had a pitch-perfect trajectory, and it's all thanks to you and your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Wait, you don't agree? What? What, what? The Let's Play is not working in the old days? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You, of course, can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You, of course, can get the ability to watch us record the podcast live when we record them, like this afternoon's podcast, right, of In Review? In yeah. Review? Yeah. Saw 2, baby. Saw 2's oh happening. God, I can't wait to talk about this movie. And, of course, where you could go to get all sorts of bonus episodes, like the Next Gen Podcast, which is also recording a brand new episode today. Uh, of course, though, the biggest thing for you right now on Games Daily is that you could get the episodes ad-free. And since you're not on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Every single person I know that has tried Rocket Money has been shocked at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending about $80 a month on their subscriptions when in reality, it might be closer to 200 plus. Uh, when you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you use to watch one show or free trials for delivery you don't use, it's so easy to lose track of what you're actually paying for. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by One Piece on Netflix. The global phenomenon One Piece has finally gotten a live action adaptation on Netflix. This is an incredible world ruled by pirates filled with never before seen superpowers and a hunt for a legendary treasure called the One Piece. It's an epic action adventure about following your dreams, searching for treasure and ultimately finding your chosen family. The series was made by fans for fans, old and new. Showrunners Matt Owens and Steven Maeda are huge fans of the manga and come at their work from a fan first perspective while still allowing new audiences to discover and fall in love with this story. Manga creator Ichiro Oda was involved in every step of the process at a level which was never seen before in any previous live action manga adaptation. One Piece is an action packed, warm-hearted and joyful adventure that you don't want to miss. Don't miss One Piece on Netflix, August 31st. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You know, when the ad plays, you and I go silent. We do a little bit of work. We do mm -hmm. all this different stuff. Barrett counts us in. When do you think the last time you were nervous? Like, we're going to be live in five. Four, you know what I mean? Oh. And Because I, I definitely I never in this studio. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, but it's like when do you, when we were to rack our brains uh, and go yeah. back. Yeah, I don't know. There's we've created such a and hey, we got this. This is us. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't getting any better than this, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, no, it has been. It's been quite a while. I will say though, when I am like, whenever I do a show with a guest that mm. I, I've never had before, and when sure. it's a one on one, I'm a lot more nervous about things. Gotcha. I notice the the silence a lot more. And then I like listen back and I'm like, what the fuck? Why was I in my head about this? Sure. It was totally fine. Well, you do that thing where I think you and I, you, me, Blessing, or whoever, a kind of funny core 11, if you're out here, one of the 11. Kind of funny's 11. Yes. Ocean's 11? Kind of funny's 11. Uh, you're out here, everybody gets what's happening. But I do think, I know I've often done the whole thing of like, 
I have to tell guests I'm not going to talk to them because I don't want to burn the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, I, I, oh, I, they probably think I'm pissed or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's crazy. Weird lives. Number four on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Red Dead Redemption series writer leaves Rockstar after 16 years. This is Andy Robinson of VGC. Red Dead Redemption series writer Michael Unsworth has signaled his departure from the developer Rockstar Games after 16 years at the company. As spotted by GTA Forums user Ruck, uh, Unsworth recently updated his LinkedIn profile to indicate that he left the company. The former writing director had worked on virtually all of Rockstar's major releases over the past 16 years. Notably, he's one of only three writers credited for both Red Dead Redemption games stories alongside Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser. Unsworth is also credited for dialogue writing in Grand Theft Auto 5 and no, yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5 and 4. It's a weird way to write it. Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir, Midnight Club Los Angeles, and more. Rockstar Games, which is now in its 24th year of operation, has seen several high-profile departures in recent years. In 2020, veteran Grand Theft Auto writer and producer Laszlo Jones left the company. Jones had worked on the series for nearly 20 years, best known for producing the dialogue for the series' characters and satirical radio, satirical radio stations, as well as appearing as the host of GTA 5's Chattersphere and fame or shame. Dan Hauser, Rockstar's creative lead for more than 20 years, left the studio in the same year. In 2016, influential Rockstar North president Lindsay, uh, Leslie Benzi also departed. Tim. Man, what a resume. Yeah. Right? You look at that, it's like that, some of the most iconic stories, dialogue, whatever you want to call it, in video games ever. Um, it's, it is interesting, though. Like, there's, I mean, obviously, like, good for him leaving after a, a great career there. What's GTA Six going to be? It's going to be it's going to be interesting. And, you know, New Blood's good. Uh, yeah, could be good at least. Um, well, I mean, even then, right? Where it's like New Blood is good. Like I'd imagine the GTA writing is done. You mm. imagine that this? I, I don't. Th it might be a typo. I'm not sure. The fact that Unsworth is also credited for dialogue writing on Grand Theft Auto Five and and Four. I wonder if that's a typo and it's supposed to be Grand Theft Auto 5 and 6, but I guess since they haven't announced 6, they probably want to put 6 out there. I just would have said Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5, but whatever. I feel like it's just, it's 5 so big. So, SEO, you think a little you bit? Know. Yeah, okay. But Anyways, uh, you'd imagine that Unsworth did writing on Grand Theft Auto 6 as well. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I'm more just saying, like, I'm interested in GTA 6. Like, I feel like we were talking about this uh, a while, a couple weeks ago, because GTA 6 seems to be popping up a lot more yeah. now, which is really exciting. It's, uh, it's coming, Greg. We're getting close. Um, Hopefully, probably, maybe. But it's just to think about what GTA 6 needs to be, can even be, where, you know, the, what parody looks like, what GTA 3's trilogy stories looked like at the time it came out versus when GTA 5 came out with, you know, the GTA original trilogy being, sorry, GTA 3 trilogy being more decade focused, right? Mm -hmm. uh, specifically Vice City and um, San Andreas, then to jump to, to four and five that are more modern times uh, parroting what's going on in the, the moment. It's going to be interesting. Like what would a vice city in modern times look like specifically the vice city element of it. Right. Sure. Um, I, it, it's going to be interesting, right? Like I feel like the, 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 the criticisms are going to be harsher. The uh, welcome. It, it, it's not going to be with open arms uh, that people are looking to, to the story of GTA, I would say. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you agree? I feel like GTA is such an interesting beast these days. Where I don't... When people... When we talk about the success of GTA 5, in so many ways, we're talking about GTA Online, right? Where it is like... 
I, it's rare that I sit here and hear people talk about, man, Michael, Trevor, Franklin, what a story, what a tale, what a, th- right? Like it is the freedom of going anywhere, doing anything, what online brought to it, yada, blah, blah. There was in the realism, blah, blah. So like when you talk about GTA 6, I think it's going to be, yeah, what is the story? What's going on there? But more, what is the technical prowess of this game? You know, does it still, are in 2024, we'll say, Will Rockstar be able to get away with a more heavier, clunky, the way GTA feels when fighting or j- shooting, driving looks exactly. fine, like that? Yeah. Kind of like, there's so many questions I have for GTA 6 of if it can live up to the legacy of GTA. When you talk about the longer, when you put out a game like GTA 5 that has received the way it is on the PlayStation fucking three, and then you go two generations ahead and you haven't published since then, really. And I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about GTA, not about Red yeah. Dead, not about Rockstar. When you get there, can it live up to the legacy it's now built, right? I feel this is one of the interesting things about uh, Starfield. And, of course, I am reviewing Starfield uh, on Thursday along with everybody else. So this isn't about the quality of Starfield. I'm not breaking an embargo of that. But it is the fact that Bethesda put out Fallout 3. Bethesda put out Skyrim. And, yes, I know Oblivion before that. And I'm not taking away from that. But those two games, right, are on such a pedestal. That to then have Fallout 4 and us be like, eh, it was more Fallout, it was fun, whatever. You don't hear people talk about Fallout 4 the way they talked about Fallout uh, 3. Fallout 76, a miss. And what it, it's one of those that's like, so is Bethesda that good? Were those th- games that good for the time? Is, is it possible for Starfield to live up to the expectations people have put on it when you're talking about how long it's been since a Todd Howard RPG, a brand new Todd Howard, blah, blah, blah. I feel GTA is in a very similar situation. Well, where like remember GTA 3, GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Year after year after year. Essentially, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Right, yeah, essentially. It was, like, incredible. You didn't have time to catch your breath, and so you were totally like, oh, this is amazing. Whereas then, like, four gestated a lot longer, and it came, and, you know, 10 out of 10 from IGN, and I think it was, like, a nine-page review from Hillary at the time. But, like, is GTA 4 looked back on and, like, really super fondly? I I do think that uh, it is a generational thing, the same way Pokemon is, where it's, like, you know. Your GTA? yeah your gta i think that there are a ton of people that gta 4 is their gta um whereas like obviously for us old fucking men it's like it's three it's my city it's but um i to your original point about five i do think that five story and characters and all that is the 10 out of 10 and is i'm not uh, saying it's not is i would even say like a a i don't want to say majority you know fuck it i'll say it majority of gta fives like when people are talking about it, there are so many people that are playing online. There's so many people that are spending so much money that, that's going to continue to make GTA like mm-hmm. the major success. But it comes back to the sale of the game, right? When yeah. we talk about the, the the sales numbers of it all. And um, every person in my personal life, I don't know anybody that plays GTA online, but everyone I know played GTA 5. You know, yeah. I, I do feel like they're not talking about it because it's 10 years old. Sure. Right. Um, so that, I do think that the, every element of GTA six is going to be looked at of needing to be a 10 out of 10. And I also, I think that they're going to do it. Like you look at red dead, right. And what red dead two did compared to red dead one and sure. It didn't serve everybody exactly what they wanted, but I feel like that's kind of potentially what GTA six could do. GTA is different, but why? I don't know. Like, I feel like GTA could be six could be a, a very different take on, what gta single player is and then how that relates to online and all that i don't know but i do think that even on the online side they're going to lean more into the role-playing side than they previously did in an official capacity um and i feel like they did that even with red dead 2 yeah 
no matter what, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the, you know, you talk about Red Dead 2 not serving all audiences, right? Red Dead Redemption 2 did not click for me. I, I did not love it. Uh, didn't even really like it, honestly. Didn't finish it. But I'm so glad it exists. That As, as I said in our review, and when I, you know, went back and forth with Jared Petty a lot in a very respectful manner about it, like, there is undoubt. There is no doubt that that is art, and I am glad that it exists, even if it's not for me, even if it turns me off. And so, like, GTA 6, I hope isn't just... GTA 5. I hope it isn't just a GTA. I hope it is. We play it and it is fucking provocative. It is like, oh man, I like it or I don't like it or this was cool or that cool. I just don't want it to be another GTA. Yeah. I don't want Starfield to be another Bethesda RPG. I don't want it, you know what I mean? Like, I want them to evolve and iterate and change and do this thing. And yeah, what does a modern 2024 GTA look like? Feel I, like? Play I know, like? I know we're going along with this, but I, I just real I quick want to say. Show. We're supposed to read the news and end it and the, go home. The GTA 5 uh, thing, I do feel like just more GTA could be the right call if it, to your point, plays right, plays modern, doesn't feel clunky, doesn't feel like you're fighting the controls. Yeah. Because what even is a Grand Theft Auto game? Like, it, it's funny that GTA 3 was the sandbox, sandbox, sandbox. You couldn't look at a video game magazine without them talking about the sandbox gameplay of it all and how many sandbox games it inspired. And that, in the same way we always talk about RPGs, at some point, the RPG elements are in everything. So what is and isn't an RPG doesn't fucking matter what is or isn't a sandbox game eventually turned open world, right? And people started talking about that as what was the exact same thing as sandbox before. Yeah. Um, but now I feel like sandbox is a bit more like emergent gameplay and like uh, systems and things like that when people say that. Let me bring in Bobbert who writes in while we're live and says, when my friends and I talk about GTA 6, the conversation isn't really what's the story. Though I think GTA 4, uh, yeah, GTA 4 was a great story. Uh, story has not been the strongest aspect of GTA, in my opinion. I'm more so wondering about the systems. How authentic will Vice City be? Will it follow crazy? Will it follow crazy weather patterns like real world Florida, Miami? Uh, what will the pedestrian AI be like, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. And again, that's what Rockstar prides themselves on when you want to talk about Red Dead Redemption to the absurdity of the balls of a horse contracting or expanding if it's hot or cold outside to just how that game played and looked like and what they did with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. Cause like story is one element of it all, yeah. but I feel like with something like a open world sandbox, all that story kind of is just your experience and those, the moments that you have, that's part of the story. Like even it's not the mission itself. It's what happened on the way to the mission, you know, but yeah. the mission, it needs to be good as well. It needs to be engaging. And I feel like, especially in 2020, five, six, seven, whatever the hell this is, four, I don't know. Um, I feel like when GTA three came out, it was the only thing like it, right? When GTA four came out, it was the next gen version of that. And no one else was quite matching what they were doing. When five came out, it pushed the boundaries of it all, but there were a lot of other games that were open. Here we are now 10 years removed from that, where if GTA is just an open world game, congratulations, that's every game ever. So, what is that next step? Or is there a level of open world that Rockstar can do that we haven't seen yet? I tend to think that that's possible. I do think that like just, no, it really is the, the mountain over there. You can go there times a bazillion of like, hey, anything you think you should be able to do, you can actually do in this game. Yeah. I don't know. I would hope for that. that yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. You know what else doesn't sound awesome? Number mm. five on the Roper Report. And this might be shocking, everybody. There's a thief among us. We go to Twitter uh, where Playstack Games tweets to the person who stole our best indie game award at Gamescom. It's not too late to bring it back. The developers have devoted so much time into making a demo for this event. Please don't spoil this moment for them. 
If anyone spots the trophy below, please reach out to us. Fuck you. Ladies and gentlemen, you see it right there. This is, I'm going to try, oh, it's in German. That's why I was like, that's it's the Gamescom Best Indie Award. If you go to somebody's house and they got this up there, you got to fucking, it's a heist. You got to pull it back. You got to let us know. You got to do it. Right? You, gotta do it. you can just let us know. Tweet at me if you find it and I'll come over there. We'll come get it. If you need help, hit up Ice-T. You know something about heists. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. I did read that somewhere. Boo, Tim. Boo. Boo what? Somebody oh, yes, yes, not, yes. Not, not your yes. IC reference. That's yes. great. That's not about, <laughs> about content. I'm happy. No, yeah, man, this sucks. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Show some freaking respect. And that's the thing is like, just for the record, if I ever hear anybody try to talk shit about how great everywhere else is outside of America, there's my example. You know what I mean? There's thieves over there too. That's it. <laughs> Dead to rights, everybody. But no, no, no. We should figure this out. If, I, I, this sucks. I know that you can get things reprinted, remade. I hope that they get. A, I hope they get another one. If we need to get a GoFundMe going, where we chips in a few bucks to get this thing reprinted, we'll do it. I don't know. How, I don't know who to talk to at Gamescom. I guess I could call Jeff. He could tell me who Mister Gamescom is. I don't know. Jeff's not going to tell you anything, Greg. Did I tell you I'm still hitting him about the flash? God damn it. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I got, it was a good one. My most, was recent, a good one. my most recent one was a good one. Let me open it up and come back. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Keighley a long time ago got to go see the flash. And so I said, how was it? And then he didn't respond. So then I just ran. And now he puts up any for months now. It's been going. He puts up a random story and I just respond to it when I got it. So how, yeah, here we go. Because we talked about this on a show, right? Or I put it up when, uh, uh, SGF happened. I put up a thing chronicling it, letting you know. Because, yeah, it started on April 26th at 7.26 in the morning where I said, how was it? He didn't respond. So on May 10th. It's been four months. May 10th, I came back. May 17th, I came back. May 27th, I came back. June 4th, I came back. June 7th, I came back. June 9th, I came back. July 13th, I came back. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was totally, like, not busy at all during that time. And then August 20th, I came back because he was in Germany and he had a... He took a photo. He put up a story of the the bottle of sparkling water or whatever he got. I go, that's a big bottle. Just like the Flash was a big swing for DC. <laughs> Luckily, you liked it. Didn't like it. <laughs> so he hasn't responded a single. Time. And they all—they're all—they're all on, they're all on red. Scene, 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 scene. We're having a great time. Me and Jeff we're, are best friends. We friend. are having a great time. A Can great I get my one? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. The best is, you know, again. We're having a great time out there. We Jeff loves this bit, I'm sure, because mm. he doesn't respond to the Flash things. But if I ever email him a real question about something, we're right there. He responds yeah, yeah, right yeah. back. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. And I keep it just the Instagram DMs. Yes. Because I'm never going to Instagram DM something important. Uh huh. It's a fun time out there. It's good being my friend, or at least letting me message you on social media. <laughs> Number six on the Roper Report, and finally, do I got that right? Yeah, I got that right. Uh, p- September 2023's PlayStation Plus headliner has leaked. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. September 2023's PlayStation Plus Essentials lineup will reportedly be headlined by 2022 Saints Row Reboot. Woof! Let's go! No, no, no! <laughs> That's according to Deal... D-Labs? D-Labs? User Bill Bill Coon, who's always out there, uh, who has been accurately revealing PlayStation Plus lineups almost every month for the past two years. According to the user, PlayStation Plus subscribers will be able to claim Saints Row as well as two further as-yet-unnamed titles from September 5th to October 3rd. It's claimed the official announcement of September 2023's PlayStation Plus selection will take place on August 30th. PlayStation Plus subscribers have until September 4th to claim August's essential titles. They include PGA Tour, 2K23, Dreams, and Death's Door. Hey, to look uh, to look on the bright side, this will prevent many people from paying full price for that game. 
Of course. And again, like <laughs> this is what it what it's a game. service is for, right? Yeah. Like I, I what what are you gonna get bigger, quote unquote, than this? There you go. Blankety blank says crime boss Brock A City win. Yeah, that's a exactly. good question. Win. Great point. Real also, question. Immortals of Avium. Mm-hmm. I know you're coming to one of these. I guarantee you're coming to one of these. Oh, yeah. Xbox or PlayStation, where are you going to show up? We're going to do it. We're waiting on it. We'll see you. Do you yeah. think it'll be before the end of the year or uh, next year? Great question, Barrett. Great question. I'll say before the end of the year. I'll oh. say before the end of the year. Hey, good for them. Maybe like a December-ish thing. Yeah. Get on the other side of all the stuff. Put it out there. Do your thing. Who knows? Mm. But Immortals or any other game coming to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Game Pass is so far away. Tim. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Project Epidom is an early access on PC. Under the Waves is out on everything but Switch. Uh, and then The Making of Karateka is on everything as well. This is the documentary that Gary's in. Yes. Karateka. Uh, I, 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 that's probably how I pronounce it, right? You remember this game? Uh, no. I mean, it's karate and ka, so karate ka, karate ka, karate, karate ka, karate ka, karate ka, karate ka. New dates. Nine Souls got delayed till Q1 2024, and the tiny sticker tail turns the page on Nintendo Switch and PC and Mac via Steam <laughs> on October 4th, 2023. Deals of the day. Steam Strategy Fest starts today. Uh, it celebrates the spirit of outthinking your opponents or planning ahead to achieve success with discounts and demos on current and upcoming strategy games of all kinds. Uh, we ask people watching, of course, to go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, where you can, of course, ask questions about the day's news and also squad up. Turns out the Portland Kevin needs some help. Mm. Uh, the Portland Kevin says, what's up, Tim and Bless? Damn. <laughs> Damn. I'm planning a meetup in Portland, Oregon for any Northwest area KFBFs in the area. I've got a corner reserved at the Lucky Lab in Multnomah. <laughs> I'm conjuring something over here. All you right? are, man. That's, I won't lie to you. Karateka. You and, I, you and I are, of course, well-versed in Superman lore. Yeah. And so every time, like, you got to worry about it sometimes. Because like, if Mixie shows up, you get him to say his name backwards, right? Guess what? Boop. Back to the fifth dimension. So I do worry about some witch or wizard watching this and writing in with some kind of curse that I accidentally say. Yeah. And that's why I got to pray all the time backwards. to God and or Satan that they know I don't really mean it. You know what I mean? I'm just out here. A lowly milkman in my shirt just uh -huh. trying to get this done, you know? Just trying to make them deliveries. Back to it. Anyways, Lucky Lab in Multnomah Village on September 30th at 2 p.m. If you're in the area, come hang out. Get a drink or some pizza and meet fellow best friends. I'll also be giving away a handful of digital codes for various Marvel movies that I have lying around. Look for the guy in the kind of funny shirt and the N7 hat and come over and say hi. Hell yeah. That's the Lucky Lab, ladies and gentlemen. In Multnomah Village, mm -hmm. September 30th. Molt it rolls right off the tongue. It does. <laughs> Multnomah Village, a beautiful place to live. <laughs> they got the sulfur plant. They got the <laughs> They got the big pipes with the drainage just rolling in the streets. Multnomah. <laughs> Multnomah. Multnomah. <laughs> What 
actual fuck. Oh man. <laughs> if we if we had named the company Mouth Pudding, we would have had to move the mobile mouth. Oh my god, some of you live in the dumbest fucking places. There's the wheeze laugh, Greg, but then there's also this like like you every once in a while look like you're a fish that's out of water gasping for <laughs> to get water. UVGM <laughs> <laughs> brings up a great point in chat and says it's only Monday. Yeah, man. God damn, Andy, we're fucking in for one when day. I went, when I went after the PC gamers today, somebody responded. Just just 9.02 a.m. Period. That's what they said. <laughs> and I'll let you know I wrote that in the shower. I was so excited. I wrote that. I, was wrote in, that. I literally was in the shower with the water on the phone, and I was typing it. I was like, I got to get this joke out. I'm, I'm fucking Don Rickles over here. All right? You can't let this gold go to waste. Holy shit. <laughs> you said who's Don Rickles? The famous insult co comic? Hung out with Frank Sinatra. Fucking open a history book, Andy. Who are you calling? Why are you calling someone? <laughs> Hello, you've reached the Lecky Labrador Public House at 7675 Southwest Capitol Highway. For hours, press 1. For directions, press 2. For to-go food orders or to reach the pub, press 3. And reach the office or make private party arrangements, press 4. <laughs> Shit, fuck, I guess 4? <laughs> I want to know how to say it. <laughs> it's not even that hard to say. On the on the Ah, these fucking drinkers, they're not in yet, you know what I mean? We got the wrong business. They open at 4.30. <laughs> I'm so lost on the thread right now. We ask people watching live. <laughs> on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to write in with uh, to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast service around the club. Jake Oz writes in, says, Tim said that in Pokemon Go, Sigilyph is exclusive to Egypt, but it is also available to catch in Greece and Israel. There you go. There you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the Bank, your most serious news show about video games. Uh, remember, we're here each and every weekday on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, podcast services around the globe, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, and of course, most importantly, patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, where you can get each and every episode ad-free. You, of course, can get the cool bonus shows, more than 300 plus of Kind of Feudy, Gregway, etc. Damn it, I got a 20-minute Gregway, I got to get to cool guy. Uh... Of course, you got the final days of the Trog shirt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, please go there and support us. Uh, your host for the rest of the week look like this. Tomorrow, it's me and Blessed. Wednesday, it's Blessed and me. Thursday, it's Blessing and Paris Lily. That's not right. Tomorrow's me and Blessed. Well, oh, right, because we, we, we did an old wiggle on that. Change we did a little wiggle. Friday, Tim and Blessing. Ladies and gentlemen. No matter where you get the show, thank you for supporting us. Consider using the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or when you're using your noggin playing any Epic game that has on, you know, the, you got the PlayStation integration or the Xbox or the Switch or any of that jazz. This was a knock against PC gamers. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Andy, I'm so sorry to invite you to the stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Andy, I want you to see the word that broke Greg that much.
Like, I understand it's not like Multnomah Village. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to Multnomah, if I'm going to Multnomah Village, you know what I'm doing? I'm escorting the president's daughter out. That's what I'm doing there. All right, all these people with their pitchforks and torches. I'm. Like, pah, pah, pah. <laughs> You just heard village and it made you think of Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Hey, everybody. We had fun here, guys. How are you doing, Andy? Welcome to the Games Daily Post Show. We're having a super chat with our super hosts. Get your <laughs> questions and comments in. More importantly, get your concerns in. Yes. So many of those today. <laughs> so many concerns. So fucking many. I'm just oh, tweeting wow. Molten the Mob. Why are you a PC hater, man? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's back in the old days where it's like oh man you thought us sega kids had th thin skins you know what i mean but you pc people you bruise in two seconds you bring up because again i bring up just a straight fact what was the straight fact? nothing fucking works on it you know what i mean oh you know what i mean <laughs> like nothing immediately oh, works okay <laughs> and then you're all like oh wait a second wait a second wait a second just wait a second. the facts here everybody <laughs> uh let's see here we have a resubscription from sean of a new age for 58 months Hard to find with a $5 Super Chat says, I just bought a 4070 Ti PC. I do have a PS5 and Series X. Have mercy on me, Greg. Sorry, God. Sorry, Satan. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Kebabs with a $5 Super Chat says, Birthday tax. Thanks, as always, for being awesome. My question is, what are the best-looking consoles of, our t of all time? Counting hardware revisions. We all I mean, remember a PS5. It won kind of feudy. Oh, God. I've said this a million times. It's the PS1 Mini. No, that's a really cute one. Cute I'm, just, I'm not a fan of curves. A little cutie pie. Like, I'm, like, I don't like that color gray on that one. I love that it could have the screen, but like, Wait, I like... You're are you talking about the... Little baby cute one. I thought you were talking about the classic. When they just shrunk the PS1. So, or the PlayStation 1. The PlayStation. He's, you're, he's talking about NES PS1. You're ta and you're talking about PS1 as well. And yeah, I was thinking only. PlayStation Mini. Yeah. I, I'm a PS2 boy. I really love that thing, man. Yeah, like, just the, I love how sleek it is. The black and blue is great, and that logo on the top, sexy. Being able to turn the little logo, come on. The man. green and the blue lights just felt like the future. Yeah, dude. Nothing more felt. <laughs> just like you responded with our <laughs> private DMs. <laughs> our private DMs you're posting over here. <laughs> We're our, he sent me like some mean talking shit. Yeah, I'll about send it Android to Barrett. Users. I'll send it to Barrett. I'll send it to Barrett. Um, Android users too. Great. Marsh Hero with a $5 super chat says, any of you going to play Fort Solus? Had a fun four hours with it. Felt like a dead space walking sim. You know, no, I don't plan to. Uh, I, when it got announced, you're like, okay, cool. You know, Arthur Morgan, Troy Baker, that's neat or whatever. Roger Clark uh, and Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Hey, what are you doing there, Baker Brothers? And uh, I was like, okay, cool. And then when we talked about it during uh, opening night live, we looked at the reviews and they were all pretty bad. So I was like, nah, right especially now. Especially at a time right so now. So crazy. Yeah. 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 Especially right so now. If you're an audio listener. So I, I sent Andy this thing from Texas. I, I'm just, I'm just letting him know what's happening back home. And it's a Instagram post that says you're choosing to hurt your family by being the only Android user. And so then Andy says, you understand, I'm sorry, you read yours, you read yours. I responded, we understand that you all want a homogenous ethno state of Apple users. And I said, you're as fucking bad as the Republicans denying climate change. Why commit to a mistake? Why go down with the ship? And I replied, you hate diversity, understood. And then I hung, I just thumped down it. You, know? <laughs> you can't really come back when you for bring that up, one. When you bring up diversity, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be on the record Just here. to add on top of this, you know, Tim slacked us maybe like 15 minutes before the show. And he was like, hey, had some car troubles. Shouldn't be too late, though. No worries. And I was like, all right, cool. And Tim came in, 
we did this whole bit of Greg talking about PC gamers. We go through the show, and then we get to ads. And then during the ad break, Greg finally responds to that Slack that's just me, Tim, and uh, Greg. And Greg just says, just don't bother coming in. <laughs> so 15 minutes later. <laughs> you know what? We've had a lot of fun here today. We have. But everyone's like, oh, Greg's we... on another one. Again, this is what happens. I got taken off the board, right? Nanny went down sick last week. I, couldn't, I wasn't here on Thursday. I wasn't on Friday. I wasn't on any shows. This has just been building up inside. Mm. I sit there and I listen to Jen just yak, 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 yak. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of fucking Molten the Ma Village bits. You know what I mean? Where can I go with this? I'm thinking of taking it to town on these kind of kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> Andy, it scares me too. Andy, do you remember the Superman annual where he was years and years and years in the future? <laughs> And it was like, oh, well, they gave each one of these people one of Superman's powers, right? Mm -hmm. And it looked super cool because these guys busted in and they all had Superman suits and like one guy could see through the walls and one guy, what they gave it to in the episode, the issue, uh, super breath and one guy had heat vision, right? And then as soon as it was over and they got back in their Superman car or whatever, it turned out they all had like, it was like monkey paw shit, right? Where Uh the x-ray guy was like, give me the lead glasses, give me the lead, he could only see x-rays, right? And then the guy with heat vision, he was given a tour of the headquarters and eventually he's like, hold on one second. He opened a window and just shot, just shot a heat vision into the sky. Okay. And he had to turn to the new recruit and be like, if I don't do that every 15 minutes or whatever, it gets embarrassing or whatever. That's what it's like for me with podcasts. This is what it's like. All right, it just builds up inside me the radio ready to blow. I mean, you <laughs> are. I don't know what to do. I mean, you know. I, know, I can only talk to Ben so much in crazy voices. The monkey's paw for me in 2016 <laughs> was like, man, I'd do anything to work for kind of funny. <laughs> And this is the monkey paw. <laughs> what, what is, is super breath? The thing to live with. Uh, I guess like I, freeze breath. Freeze, or like yeah. Oh, like a Godzilla type yeah, yeah. situation. Okay, okay. Like a Fuzro da. Uh, Zach's the, the downside of that one was she couldn't. It also, if you sucked in, it would like blow out your lungs because it, it was for some reason they couldn't figure out the fucking technology. It was weird. Lungs. It was just a weird thing of like you made this technology. It seems like it should be pretty easy to go one way and not the other. Zach's and Galaxy with a $10 super chat. Says, is there a place to share our AC6 mechs? No, um, I made a Danny Fandom expired mech, and I want to see what the KFPFs are rocking in their playthroughs. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Reddit, maybe, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe the subreddit. I will say that Olive Party made oh, some must emblems have, must have some hot shit. On, uh, for, a sa- or for a Sanskrit, for Armored Core, and you could share them. It's a little code. You could download the code. Sick. And it is like, unbelievable because you see the emblem you're like oh that's the kind of funny smiley or that's the nitro rifle logo and then you look down and it says pieces use 72 pieces use 38 like so olive party is like getting like i I think he said that he like overlaid the logo on his screen and then underneath was like putting like let me put a rectangle right here rectangle yeah i put them into assets i mean they look like our logo but it's at olive party uh, on uh, twitter Super, super impressive. Oh, there's the Nitro Rifle one. There's the Party Mode one. Snow Lake Bike. All Party in chat. Um, love you all at 40. Brain with a $5 super chat says, One Piece Netflix is going to be lit Wednesday. Y'all going to be hooked if you give it a chance. Coming out. Wait, but we're going to be hooked on the live action? Or yeah. The... I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, do they know about the live? Have they watched it yet? You know? No. Apparently. Maybe they star in it. Because it's one thing to be like, all right, we'll watch the animated show. You're going to be hooked on it. But the live action, I feel, is a very, very different thing. Especially the one thing I hear about the from the anime fans are that, like, there's no way you could possibly have these arcs happen that quickly and then be satisfying. We'll see. The Portland Kevin with a $2 super chat says, LOL, pronounced 
Just like it looks Multnomah. Multnomah. Yeah. Mm. Marsh Hero. It's not as funny anymore. Marsh Hero oh. with a $5 super chat. It's oh, I already read that one. Anymore. Uh, Brian McBrien with a, holy shit, resubscribing to tier one for 101 months. Holy what the shit? Uh, says, Andy, I finished Baldur's Gate 3 over the weekend, and now I'm living through your playthrough on YouTube. Love it. Keep up the fun. Thank you, Brian McBrien. And Wednesday, me, Snowback Mike, Roger Bricorni, The Fellowship. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. We'll be back on Wednesday with our Baldur's Gate 3 playthrough. The day before, Mike goes hard in the yard on his Starfield Marathon. Oh, yes. Hard to find. Uh, oh, I already read that one. My bad. Elifu, thank you for your 72 uh, months of support. Says, new record. Wizdog, 72 months. Glitch Champ, four months. Jarrell Hill, $5. Says, I missed the Marvel yeah. Snap stream Friday. Is there no VOD somewhere out there? I need all the Snap content. Oh, I don't know if that got recorded. Bear. No, it, it should be up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. The headline is not Marvel Snap. It is, let me double check. It is Mike's first time. <clears throat> no, but I think oh. Roger cut that out. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I think Roger cut it out. So it'll be up on YouTube uh, or, or on Twitch, the Twitch VODs, if you yeah. go watch that. Yeah, I didn't know that we cut that. Check out the Twitch VODs. Risk Runner with 16 months of tier one love says four years. Thank Woo! you, Risk Runner. Thanks so much. Nolan Media with 29 months. Gamertag VR, $2 super chat says, love these lads. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Gamertag. Let's see. Uh, Smooth Whiskey, Dance Floor Demon, Deadwood, all resubscribed. Green. That he, Smooth Whiskey said that stuff, and it sounded oh. like some Winter Soldier <laughs> shit. <laughs> green, green Mez Jazz. I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, donated and says, no limits, pure fantasy. Describe your perfect handheld. Any company, any size, any battery. Price is irrelevant. Eight-inch OLED screen. Oh, I like I that. want real big boy buttons. A Nintendo D-pad. Or DualSense D-pad. I actually like the DualSense D-pad. Controversial take, but hey, fucking soon. Yeah. Honestly, it's essentially... What's up? Is that controversial? I mean, people get, you know, there's... You talk to D-pad peers. They're not yeah. saying, like, okay. dual senses up there, you know? Got, yeah. Got it, got it. Um, honestly, pretty much the the portal, Project Q, the artist formerly known as Project Q, uh, essentially just that, yeah. but with an OLED screen. Um, and Would then, you yeah. want it just to be, like, a Switch? Um, and, but it's PlayStation 5? No, but I mean, I like the, the, the fact that the controllers are, like, just straight up dual sense. Okay. Um, I mean, if, hey, it's perfect. It could be anything. Dual sense edge controllers i want the the paddles on the back i want that nice heft um and i i want 120 refresh rate wow i you know what that's kind of like close to mine as well but definitely with the kickstand in the back so if i want to prop it up and play with the controller i could easily do that uh yeah i mean let me play basically what i can do with my steam deck or with the uh the asus ally Anything like that it would be really, really cool. 33 minutes of battery life? Yeah, it sounds about right, Bond Diesel. Give me like a million hours of battery life. That's my wish. Monkey paw. Sure. Battery uh, doesn't turn off. It heats up the whole universe. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation Vita. No touch screen. None of this touch shit. No touch back. None of that. A little bit bigger. Uh, and then it's just uh, it's the Switch, but it's PS5. Right? So I could dock it and put it up there. Or like mm-hmm. I like the kickstand idea and using a controller with it. That's good. Uh, what I don't like is I'm, I'm looking at the Lucky Labs menu over mm-hmm. here in... Moma Village, right? And not funny. They got either. pizza. They got pink. They got pizza, but they got no wings. Ooh. You need no. that combination. I was thinking about coming up for this meet and greet, but not anymore. Not no more. 
Um, MCAP with a $10 super chat. Thank you, MCAP. Says, do you think that because there have been so many top tier games this year, late year or next year releases are at a disadvantage because media may look at the nines and tens they're they're giving and try to overcorrect. No, no, I think that's I. Like, I don't think anybody looks into it that hard. Yeah, I. But I do think there's the reality of they don't look at it like that of like overcorrecting. But it's like the standards people have and expectations they have for games change because you're directly comparing it to something you've experienced recently. It's why I think reviewing superhero movies is getting harder and harder and sure. more and more cynical because we just get so many of them that even if it's not that bad the fact that it's not special unique we ding it for that and yeah. that's not a problem for us it's just a problem of how much we are getting of these things yeah uh let's see here we got mighty mouse resubscribing for 77 months says hello again when's the last time you watched a mighty mouse cartoon oh it's been a minute yeah yeah it's definitely been a minute probably like the last time that i ever saw animated sonic and Mega Man. Wow, okay. Coheed25, 54-month resubscription. Thank you, Coheed. We got Live to Die, $2 Super Chat says, Tim, Pogo Code? And what's your home theater setup? I'm not readily putting out my Pogo Code. He's not putting his Pogo Code. Quite yet. I was talking to Goldfarb about this. I want to naturally hit 40, because then I'll feel like I've earned it. Then I might open up to everybody and like just fucking get that sweet sweet experience of being best buddies with everybody i'm a uh, best buddy but yeah trying to keep it keep it tight right now i want to personally know all the people that i'm at in there um and then what was the second part what's your home theater setup i mean that's a that's a much larger conversation did you ever you want to do a video at one point i definitely yeah it's just that requires a lot of work i hear i know we're very busy yeah it's um i mean currently uh lg oled is the the main part of it all and then, yeah, it's a 7.1.4 system. Um, yeah, I'll do a full breakdown at some point. I just don't know when that'll be. John Yannon, 38 John months Yann. support. Scott, it's the end. Scott, the end, Scott. When I was back home in Texas, I, I was showing my dad quantum mania, Scott. Do you like it? And all the ants. Well, I was just like showing him like the parts he needs to know because I was like, the rest of the movie is kind of like not great. But, you know. This is what Olive Party was talking about to you. He put up a video showing how to do it, where he, how he actually Lock. went through and complicatedly made this for us. Wow. Thank you, Olive Party, as always. You're wild. That's so cool. And your logo's cool, too, Olive Party. Look at that. Top right. Sick. Um, Johnny Yannon says, finally get to be a trog. Greg, you should totally use this Ronald McDonald energy as a WWE gimmick. Okay. I mean, there's no gimmick. This is him. I mean, you guys know how smart and well articulate I am when I'm not trying to do the character of Greg. You know yes, I mean? of course. Someone in the chat was just like, this episode is where Ronald and Greg kind of meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing the meeting of the minds right here. Inside, you see, like, if we go inside his brain, we see Ronald trying to get out. You know? <laughs> oh both, yeah, me, regular Greg, and Ronald are gathered around a trash fire just having a conversation. Uh, Ryan Poala Higgins with a $2 oh, super chat. Poala. Poala? Oh, says we need everybody needs to watch Mike's Kingdom Heart playthrough. Yes, they do. Very, yes. very entertaining. Yes, and me do. and Brian's uh, let's plays. Yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, watch that. Donald Duck is Disney. So funny. Uh, like I was like, there's what no the way heck? he didn't know that. You know, there's yeah. there's something that I've been really loving about Mike playing through Kingdom Hearts that it, it's the authenticity of the man that is Snowbike Mike, and the fact that it's just him playing. Yeah, I feel like allows it to just be this like special moment of him just experiencing. 
Kingdom Hearts, which is a lot to take in for anybody. But for Mike to take in, there's some, there's this like boyish it's, charm about it. It's time traveling to the 50s and giving somebody a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know? He looked at me, he was like, Barrett, do you know Alice in Wonderland was Disney? Yeah, man. Because again, I don't, I don't think that Lake Tahoe has exceeded the year 1991. That, Be- like, whatever's happening over there. But here's the thing, Alice in Wonderland really... was, like, from, what, like, the, I'm not even going to guess what, yeah, like, 60s, 70s, maybe? And here's the thing, like, I asked him, I was like, have you seen an Alice in Wonderland? He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen the movie, I just didn't know it was Disney. Yeah, and then I realized, I was like, I'm asking you the wrong question. <laughs> Did you watch the cartoon Alice in Wonderland or the live action one? And he couldn't answer. He could not tell Both me if he TikTok. remember watching a fucking cartoon or a live action adaptation <sighs> of Alice in Wonderland. Ashimbo with 45 months of resubscription. Thank you, Ashimbo. Gilbeezy, 104 months. God dang, that's a long time. Thank you for your support. Luna Chris, $2 Luna. super chat says, Tim and Greg, opinion on conquest mode in Marvel Snap. I I tried it once and then I never went back to it. it I'm happy it's there. It seems like people are kind of into it, but it's that one step too far where there's just too many modes now and there's too much shit. I'm like, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it just seems like too much, but that's also just coming from a place of ignorance and time for me as well. I haven't touched Marvel Snap. All you ain't snapping anymore. No, no. DC heroes and villains, baby. Baby. Really? Like, has that? Completely I was already overtaken? off. I was already off Snap. Okay, got you, got you, got you. I, I think I did maybe the first season. No, well, Savage Lands was the one where I'm like, you know what? No thanks. And then I forget if I came back for the next one and then bounced again. But it's like I'm so seasonal based in the seasons they were putting out. I just wasn't into. And that was it. Was they're gone. doing one right now that is like Japan based and they're all like sick ass mech versions. Oh. It's fucking there's an Iceman mech. It's cool as hell. Hey. What would Snap have to do to get you back? If they had a really good season again, if they had like, hey, here's a really cool theme. Okay. Just get me back in the rhythm. You know what I mean? What if they had what if they had like a Superman theme? Oh, oh that's cool. Right. Oh, Agma. We cross over. We got Spider Boy. Let's go. Cinematic gaming clips with a five dollar super chat. How would y'all feel about Insomniac's Wolverine game being made for PSVR 2 only? Fuck off. No, what? Uh, can what? you imagine no, a what? cooler set of hands you'd want to have in VR? I I was I forgot that VR 2 existed uh, after like a random tweet of like, anybody touching their VR 2s yet? And it's just like, wow, what a what a thing that just kind of came and went. Will it will it be back in any strong way, Greg? VR 2? Yeah. I don't think so. At some point, okay. I want to borrow one of yours, the PSVR 2s, for a weekend. I want to play a little bit of Gran Turismo just to get the experience. And then I want to play Tetris Effect Connected because I've never played it in VR. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, it's special. it's special in VR, too. Yeah. It's great. And I want to do some some drug that I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? I want to take a random, Mountain Dew. We got Mountain Dew. Uh, I'll fucking do it up, baby. Yeah. You just need like a little edible. I think that's all you need. It goes a long way. No. Joker J, 51 J. months of resubscription. Tundra Boy says, play Astrobot. And Astrobot. Is Astrobot on PSVR 2? No. You can't. No. It's not backwards compatible. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> God damn it. We're fucking reals. I'm There's double not checking like... to make sure I'm not missing something. No, people are mad. <laughs> <laughs> the Reddit comment, it is abysmal to not have Astrobot. Wait, I can't believe that. That at this point it hasn't been ported or whatever the fuck. No. Dang. It's our fault and it died, Greg. Remember that. PSVR two? Yeah. 
No, it's I our fault. That. I don't I did everything I could with PSVR one. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I know. We fucking did a show called the PSVR show. I was uh, messing around with my. I finally like turned on my my Vita after it just being the one my you won. Favorite. Yeah, the one I won, and it was like. I think I said this recently on on a maybe a post show or something, but this is like it's the best piece of hardware of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's great. Like the I know you don't like the buttons. Oh yeah, you don't like the little baby buttons, but just like it was so ahead of its time. And I again, I'm not a hand. I was not really a handheld user back in the day. Now I'd say I've changed a bit because of Switch, because of Steam Deck, or uh, yeah, Steam Deck. But holy shit, just the the amount of functionality, the UI. I hate Four it. letters for you. Bullet. Oh, right. Ahead of its time, man. You're right. You're so right. I'll never forget working at Best Buy and hearing, like, PlayStation's making a handheld, and it's dual core. What? Or no, it was quad core. Yeah, dude. It was a quad core? How is that even possible? I broke my Elite 2 uh, series playing uh, Armored Core 6. FromSoft owes me 200 bucks. Sorry, Kimber. Playing keyboard and mouse. Earl, uh, I, was in, um, I was playing Armored Core 6 yesterday, and um, somebody was like, Andy isn't uh, like you obviously you're under embargo is starfield just like no man's sky in 30 frames per second i said oh it's well over 30 frames per second for me i'm playing on pc you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was looking next week yeah. i was looking next week wait uh, why why what do you mean what's this tweet i didn't even see this tweet <laughs> but greg what if i want the luxury of gaming in my recliner with the controller but i want something more powerful than the ps5 xbox series x that's what pc gives me i'll be able to join starfield 60 frames per second by 3080 yeah, what's wrong with that, David? How many fucking times do we have to release a goddamn multi-platform game that just shits the bed on PC before you people get it through your thick goddamn skulls? That you got too many complexities going over, you got too many different too many complexities. All right. You can't make an electric car, but then put in a gas engine and expect everything to work just great. But you guys think everything's going to be groovy all the time for PC, but it isn't always, isn't how, you know what I mean? How the Star Wars work, they didn't work that well, did they? How the Last of Us work, didn't work that well, did it? They didn't work that well enough. I don't know if there's anything I like less than Andy asking to see a tweet and Greg turns his <laughs> computer around. <laughs> uh, thank you once again for NVIDIA for sponsoring a lot of our stuff <laughs> and giving the company a lot of money to talk about their amazing products. We love you all. You're good, you're good I, I want to give a shout out you guys speaking to the Vita of just like quality ass hardware. Shout out to the GBASP. They fucking took the GBA that was like cool and fine, and they're like, "We're gonna perfect this motherfucker." Cobalt blue, Woo. beautiful color schemes. Uh, uh, beautiful special edition. That, that's the, the clamshell. The, the clamshell clam design. The buttons just felt so good. The backlight on the screen. Come the fuck buttons felt great. You're mm. so right. Love the SP. I want to be buried with an SP. You uh, okay? We can make that happen. Yeah. When Greg Think eventually choke slams you <laughs> off the building. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to a point where we're like, we got to choke slam Tim off the building because this is going to raise a lot of money for the company. Sure. That's where we'll bury you right there. Thank you. Uh, Boon Zyre with a $2 super chat says, what are you currently playing, Tim? Um, I am currently playing through I'm just Pokemon Go all the goddamn sure. time now. What am I playing, actually? I'm blanking so hard right now. What's been coming out? When are you going to play Armored Core 6? I, I hope to play that. that Everything yeah. that's been coming out is in your jam, right? So you're yeah. doing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. You haven't been doing Starfield with us. No. Um, I've been playing you? a lot. I, I Kids never touched a video game. I don't know. You got Mario. Mario probably 6. playing Mario. For you would love Armored Core 6. 
You like that fast action. Tim got to try out that Bomb Rush Cyberfunk for sure, says no. Puiseco 32 months. Not no? I, I'm not a Jet Set guy. Oh, okay. In theory. That's the biggest upset of all time. Let me just say that. This, that's as equal as amount of an upset, Greg, as when I, find out, when I found out Mike doesn't like Frisbee golf. Wow. He's the most Frisbee. He is Frisbee golf turned into a person. It re, truly. And on the B. And he doesn't like it. And I would have bet loads of money that Tim was a bomber, cyberfunk, jet set radio freak. I should be. You know, cool ass soundtrack, cell shaded look. It's a skating game. I hate the way it plays. It's floaty as hell. It's oh, everything no. I don't want in a skating game. Oh, no. Yeah, not for me. And this, this new one, definitely not for me. Nick Cameron with a $2 super chat says, is there going to be a merch shop anytime soon? I don't know. I don't know the answer, but yes. We're getting closer to other days, so yes. I have a yeah. t-shirt I've been working there are, on. There, yeah, there's, stuff, there's a lot of good stuff coming in once we get there. If you remember, we, re, we launched a new store moving away from our old store. You can still go buy old store stuff, of course. Uh, kindoffunny.com slash old store. Uh, we've launched a new store, but we basically did like a beta test run of the summer collection and it's meant to have drops more, more frequently, but we are waiting on the next drop and then going to have pretty much an always up drop from what I understand. So right now you go there and it's like, yo, nothing's happening, but there'll be more stuff soon. But we're trying to get to where once we have it up, we'll have a cadence of new things for you. I told Joey about also doing an, an Andy Cortez collection. It's just uh, just some of the stuff that I've made. No, just like designs that I've made. Oh, okay. like, oh. Um, like I would the, buy. A, I would buy a shirt with your face on it. It's my face. Yeah. Um, Do the Obama thing. Those shirts are still popular, right? And put the word at the bottom. Mm. Not hope, but like uh, RGB. This shirt. Uh, chili. Malia. It'll be chili at the bottom. That'll be the word. Yeah. Huh. And then parentheses six uh, six cans or whatever. Um, no, I really want to re put out the PSVR or the VR one. With, oh uh, yeah, yeah. The VR girl one that Chris Anka helped out with. I also want to remake the old school party mode shirt in a way I, there's a lot of like stuff that i, I you're, I you're noodling you're noodling i'm ideas. noodling yeah i'm noodling right there um faint with 74 month resubscription says saw in review is a blessing Aww. looking forward to the rest i looked back at my small review of in 2004 my live journal 17 year old wow. me was quite a person i'm excited to review Saw two. I can't today. wait to talk to you, Andy. God damn! So excited to. It's really rare that I text him during my watching of a of an in review movie to be like, dude, dude. <laughs> so, like, god damn, what a what a place in time. Saw two. That's going to be live today for Patreon members on youtubecom kind of funny. French dip design with the second to final message. Thank you, Cameron, with your twenty months. Says, can't wait to see the new merch. Thank you, French dip, and the final message. There's a super chat from Sony at $2 says, is, uh, is the Sony 75 inch Z9K good for gaming? Z9K. I'm assuming that's one of the newer OLEDs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is good. It's not the best. Pretty much when it comes to OLEDs these days, you either go Sony or you go LG. LG's better for gaming. Sony's better for movies and TV. They're both going to be great though. So it's more like, what are you leaning towards and what can your budget? What looks better in your stand? room? What sort of stand do you need? Exactly. Because I like that the OLEDs have like the middle stand and they don't have like the two yeah. legs at the end. I really, yeah. really appreciate that. Until you get too big and then. Oh, really? Oh, I oh, didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. One final one from Warren Pulowski, $2 or uh, eight months of resubscription. 
with Prime says, happy Monday, y'all. Thank you so much for the support, everybody, and watching this little super chat with our super hosts. We're moving on into the lab where you all voted for it. You voted Ooh. for me to play Armored Core 6. Oh, we're going to continue hey. that uh, over there in the lab. So stay tuned, everybody.